Amen. Well, this morning, yes, me and Brother Jesse are going to tag team preach. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know what he's going to say. He don't know what I'm going to say. But I did get up this morning with a, uh, some scriptures in my spirit that I felt like that was the direction the Lord wanted us to go. And, uh, of course, our theme has been above and beyond all weekend, praise God. And so there's um, three scriptures I want to read to you right now. And then at, at the moment designated, I will tag Jesse. And he'll take it until the moment designated. He'll tag me. And we don't know when those moments are. In the fullness of time, God sent Jesus, God sent Jesse, and God sent Jerry. And all three start with a J. There's got to be something to that. Genesis chapter 30. Genesis chapter 30. Verse 43. And the man increased exceedingly. And the man, speaking of Jacob, increased exceedingly. Go to Psalm 105 and verse 24. And he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. In Psalm 115 and verse 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. And I sensed in my spirit the Lord wanted Brother Jesse and I to talk to you this morning about the spirit of increase coming on your life. Hallelujah. The spirit of increase coming on your life. Notice once again with Jacob, the Bible says that the man increased exceedingly. He didn't increase just a little bit, but exceedingly. That sounds like above and beyond. Would you agree? And I love, if you go back to Genesis 30, I love... um, Uh, some of the things that it says prior to that verse, speaking, Laban speaking unto Jacob, and Laban said this, I have found, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Laban says the reason I'm experiencing blessing on my life is because you are in my life. And there's something on you that God put on you, and now because you're in my life, it's affecting my life. I call that the law of increase by association. The law of increase by association. Notice it is possible for someone else to be affected by what's on you. Amen. And notice here, He says to Jacob, I know for a fact and by experience that the reason I'm experiencing increase and the reason I'm experiencing blessing is because God has put you in my life. And there's something on you that is now affecting my life. And then notice in verse 30, Jacob responds to that by saying, for it was little which thou had before I came. And it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide for my own house also? So notice Jacob agreed with Laban. You're right. When I first came into your life, you had but little. You had hardly anything. But because of what's on me, what God has put on me, what was it? The blessing. And what does the blessing come? What comes with the blessing? The spirit of increase. Hallelujah. He said, because the blessing of God is on me and the spirit of increase is on me and I came into your life, your little turned into much. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I know when Kenneth Copeland came into my life, my little turned into much. Hallelujah. Why? Because the spirit of increase was on his life. When Oral Roberts came into my life, something happened. I took another leap, praise God. And what was on him came on me. Increase, 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 increase. Hallelujah. 
Who you run with has everything to do with how your life turns out. Who you hang out with has everything to do with how your life turns out. I suggest you find people in whom the spirit of increase is on them and get as close to them as you possibly can. Hallelujah. beach and as he's walking on the beach there was a professional fisherman out there trying to catch some fish because he was trying to meet his own needs and he said we've talked all night and we've caught nothing Jesus said cash your net on the other side and you could see it in his mind my god man I've been here all night and I'm tired of washing this net but Jesus you ain't gonna change his mind see because he got increase on his mind do you have increase on your mind can anybody change that increase in your mind now watch this, my God. Now watch this. He said, okay. He became a word of faith preacher on that, on that boat. He said, now, now, according to your words, so let it be. He went to his word. He didn't want to do it. And the, you know the story. The boat got full of fish. Watch increase by association. Boat got full of fish. Nets breaking. Jesus did not say one word to Peter's partners. He directed only one word to Peter. He said, cast your net on the other side. Now watch it. Peter calls his partners, that's in his business, y'all come help me. On their mind, all they thinking is, I'm going to help with Peter's blessing. But when they got to Peter's blessing, they got a blessing. Their boats got full. Their nets began to break. Notice Jesus didn't say anything about their nets. He didn't say anything about their boats. He didn't say anything. He just said that to Peter. That's called increase by association. So bless God, you get close to Jerry Seville. You get close to Jesse the planet. Your boat's going to get full. Your boat's going to get full. Your, ne- Ow! Your nets are going to break. Your nets are going to break. You hear what I'm saying? Do you see that? designated runner. Where that running man? Come on, boy. You got to know when to run, son. <laughs> Praise God. Notice that. There you is. Come on. Notice that. Notice Jesus never said anything to Peter's partners. Not a word. He directed that increase only to Peter. But wherever increase goes, if you follow it, you get some yourself. But you got to get away from this need mess. This is what the church has preached for 2,000 years. I need this. I don't ask God for no need. I never deal with needs. He said he'd supply how much? All. How much? Why would you spend your spiritual energy asking for a need when you ought to be telling God what you want? Oh, that's greed. No, that's growth. That's why people in heaven are happy. Because they got what they want. You know my wife is happy. You know why she's happy? Because she got what she wants. (laughs) That woman ain't got a lick of need nowhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? This need syndrome has shut down the church. What's the matter? We don't believe the word of God. He supplies all our need. So go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And it says, God is able to make how much grace? All grace abound toward who? You, that you, how many times? Always having how much? All sufficiency. You shouldn't be having any financial trouble, spiritual trouble, or physical trouble. Put that 2 Corinthians 9, 8 up on that thing. Shouldn't have any of that. And when you talk like that, they say, who do you think you are? Needless. That's who I am. And what made me needless was increase. Increase. Everything I touch prospers. Do you understand? Why? Because I expect it. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant with increase. And I'm delivering every day. Oh, somebody shout with me. Do you see what I'm saying? Let me go back to that Peter. All Jesus was doing walking on the beach, cashing it on the other side. See, if you think you know how to do this, you done lost your ever-loving mind. Yeah. Ah, you got to let God direct. My own staff now, our church is getting out of debt. Why? Me! Amen. Now people say, that's arrogance. No, that's confidence. Yeah. I tell people, you stay with me and watch what's going to happen. I know, I, I used to never say that because, you see, I was need conscious. People, what are people going to say? They ain't going to judge you, Jesse. And besides, your name starts with a J. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Jesus, Jerry, Jesse. 
and he said that you and your seed may live. It didn't say survive. Increase. Now think about those guys. They're going to help Peter get his blessing. Then their boat sinks. Their net sinks. And then watch this. They forsook all because they lost the need syndrome right there. Now if you think God let all that fish ride on the beach, he's Jewish. He ain't going to do that. They sold that fish. They had families. And they went into the ministry. That's why Jesus said, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? Why? Because Jesus never had the need syndrome. He had the want syndrome. He told his father what he wanted. He never asked his father for a need. Think about it. Go read the Bible. He didn't ask his father for a need. He told his father what he wanted. So I told Jody, I, I talked to my daughter, don't you tell me what you need. You tell me what you want. Your children never tell you what they need. They tell you what they want. Because God is able. Jody's going to be 45 years old, and she substitute my name there, and Jesse is able. <laughs> Why? Why not? Because I'm not thinking about lack. Because the anointing will increase daily. And I'll say something. I'm not just sick. I believe I can say it in this crowd. I, I don't ask people for nothing. You understand what I'm saying? But I got to watch what I say because I get it. It's increased by association. Last year, people came up and shook my hand, put in my hand almost $300,000. Come on. In cash. Looked like a drug dealer. <laughs> that was last year. This is what? September the what? 18th? 17th? I've surpassed that already. Now, I'm not telling you to do anything. Listen to me. I said, God, he said, I can trust you. Because you never talk to me about need. You tell me what you want. See, that's increased by association. That's getting close. So when you understand it, people think it's a money gospel. There ain't no money gospel. And there's no shortage of money. It's just in the wrong hands. You see, you see that beautiful motor? Jerry Seville don't need that, but he wanted that. He, you're Come not, li listen to me. He didn't need it. He wanted it. I think if you'd have needed it, Jerry, you wouldn't have had it. You'd still be, oh, Jesus, get me one with some fins on it, Jesus. <laughs> no, but when you want to, all of a sudden God sends someone and says, pick it. Pick it. I never go to, our, I never preach at our church. I'm not the pastor of our church, but I went to one of the, uh, what do they call them, uh, barbecues or uh, fish fries they had, and I was walking, and people, you know, I had security around, and I don't like that too much, you know, because yeah, people try to get to, whoa, they're back home, and they got some crazes in the world. Make a long story short, this man says, would you talk to my boss on the phone? He's in Chicago. Now, I, I don't even know this man. And I said, and I felt lost and talked to him. I said, how you doing, sir? He said, hey, man, I just really love you. Do you need any sheetrock? I said, what? He said, you need this sheetrock. I said, well, I don't know. You have to talk to my director of engineering. We, we, we're redoing our uh, TV studio. He said, well, I'll give it to you all wholesale if you want it. I said, I know a good deal when I see it. I said, yeah. So we did it. Watch this. He said, there's something on you I need to get in touch with. Amen. So watch this. He, at wholesale price. We did the whole complete uh, studio. And it's a pretty big studio. I mean, and all the TV offices, the whole ball of wax. To make a long story short, man, within, what, six weeks, he had covered the whole state of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Arkansas with sheetrock. God blessed him. He calls me up and he says, hey, I heard you're building your house. I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to give it to you now. He said, ain't no more wholesale stuff. He said, I'm going to give you all the sheetrock. I said, sir, my house ain't no 3,000 square foot. He said, well, how big is it? I said, it's 40,000 square foot. <laughs> Look at some of y'all. Say, you got a need problem. You got a need problem. You worried about what somebody gonna say. What you gonna do when you get to heaven? Oh Jesus, no. I'm from Burleson. Give me a trailer. No. <laughs> no. Just let me sing it, babe. Jesus. No! You can America got talent if you want to. He drove down that. Did he give us every every piece of that, that drywall and sheetrock? He's now global. Completely global. One of the biggest drywall sheetrock companies in the world. He called me the other day. He said, hey, what else are you building? I said, nothing right now. He said, my God, 
let me get involved. Increase by association. Increase by association. Increase by association. Do you see that? Remember this. Even though you see and Jerry and Carolus of El get blessed, you're thinking, my God, they always seem to get the cookies. How come they get the cookies and I don't even get a crumb? You got to be like those partners that when they ask for help, go. And all of a sudden, God will supply you spiritually, physically, financially, because God is able to all, all grace abound toward thee that you always have an all sufficiency and all things may abound to every good work. Every good work. Every good work. Every good work. So now when we shop, there is no limitation on anything. Spiritual, physical, or financial. I'm not bragging. Am I telling the truth? Kathy said, I don't need that. Man, there were no need, woman. It was her birthday the other day. I said, what do you want? I didn't ask her what she need. What do you want? I know she ain't got no need. She said, oh, I don't want nothing. I said, you sure? Because that's not godly. <laughs> See, God wants. He said, make me wealthy, Jesse. I said, I thought you are doing pretty good. You got gold streaks. <laughs> Diamond, barrel, jasper, honor, ruby. Right? Yeah. He said, I don't count my wealth by that. I count my wealth by souls that I possess. Yeah. So I'm talking about Bill. He said, make me wealthy. Go in that world and get it. Well, my God, I knew. I said, that's a godly woman. But she was looking around trying to figure a place to get. She woke up. It hit her. She said, let's go to Saks. I knew something. I was in for it. When I walked in, because of increase, when I walked in, all those little, what they call the people, salespeople, whatever, they said, reverend. <laughs> reverend. I said, the store is hers. Whatever. That's all I said, and I sat down. They tried to give me wine. They tried to give me sherry. They tried to give me Coke. What else can we do? I said, nothing. Do you want something in here? I said, no, but I got a friend named Jerry Savelle that does. <laughs> He's like, Louis Vuitton man, Lord. I think he got Louis Vuitton underwear. He got a V. Right? I mean, I, I just, believe it up. <laughs> He, he, he got Vuitton all over him, son. Vuitton. <laughs> oh my God. Increase. Increase. See, you think it's a money gospel. It has nothing to do with money. Money is a thing. And it is valueless until it becomes a seed. You can't eat it. If you swallow $20 bills, you'll choke to death. You wrap yourself in a $100 bill and get out of there and get in a Texas thunderstorm, you're going to be naked in two minutes. <laughs> but if you take that money and buy food, it'll give nutrition to your body. You take that money and buy clothes, it bring warmth to your body. It's valueless until it becomes a seed. When are people going to believe the word of God? I hadn't asked God for a need in 28 and 30 years, but I tell him what I want. Now he's telling me, what do you want, Jesse? I said, I don't know. Well, find out. I want to do something. Amen. And I can't even think. I'm at the point of, what? What? I don't know. Am I telling the truth? Uh, Roy, Roy, don't even Roy Mary. Mary's my executive secretary. I got to watch what I say. It just get on me. Some of you heard me say this. I went to the mall Christmas Eve. And, you know, men don't, men don't go to stores. They walk the mall. Women go in the stores. So ladies, understand that. Just turn your husband loose. He can walk the mall and tell him to meet you at some place. That's what Kathy did me. I went from P.F. Chang's to Dillard's, and by the time I got to Dillard's, I had $14,000 in cash given to me. 20s, 50s, 100s, looked like a drug dealer. Had to get a shopping bag. I went and I found a store. Kathy goes, my God, what'd you do? Rob a bank? No. I said, people, just, you just, man, and shake my hand with $1,000. Shake my hand with $100. One man, $5,000. I said, no, no, no. And God said, I just felt like doing it today. <laughs> Increase. So Kathy said, what you going to do with the money? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to walk back to the mall. So I tried to walk on the other side of the mall. Didn't get a dollar. I had the broke side of the mall. I ain't been nobody this <laughs> That's the J.C. Penny side. I ain't going never again. I ain't going out. Because I realize it's pennies. It's pennies. You know? <laughs> Nothing wrong with pennies, but Lord Jesus. And the dawn, I'm going to have some fun. So I took my bag of money. And, and I got the ease dropping. And there was a man and his wife looking at the dress. She said, look at that beautiful dress. Look at that beautiful dress. He said, honey, I can't afford that, but one day I'll be able to afford it. That's what her husband said. I was right behind him. I said, excuse me, I can. They turned around me. 
that dress was $1,400. She said, what? I said, you'd look good in that dress. Why don't you go get it? Oh, sir. I said, I said just get your hand full. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> then my wife said, come on, go grab some money. Come on, come on. And then she got the accessories. She spent, she spent about $1,700, $1,800. It was a great day. I gave it all back away. Made it a twice-sown seed. That's another move. God. Got back home. I have a beautiful home. Jerry and Carol are coming. And I can't go in the front yard because people stop all the time. I got the wrought iron gates and fences. You know, to make a long story short, I said, I'm going in that front yard. Because, you know, Kathy had it all decorated. And a man saw me hit his brakes in a pickup truck. <laughs> Merry Christmas, brother Jesse, and threw $5,000 over the fence. $100 bill flowing all over my yard. I said, I ain't telling Kathy nothing now. I'm going for this, baby. <laughs> Increase. Why do you think God put Jerry Sabella on, on the planet? Because he would listen. He would listen and take the persecution. Don't worry about that persecution because Percy ain't cute no more. It don't make a lick of difference what they say. If this is on you and in you and around you and about you, even the sinner will get blessed. Because God is able to make all grace amount to you. Did you always having all sufficiency? You see, when you have all sufficiency, you have no need. Why? Because it's increase by association, and all you got to do is do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said, well, nothing like that ever happens to me. Well, if I was Brother Jesse or I was Brother Jerry, maybe people do things like that for me. I know lots of preachers people don't do anything like this for. It's not because we're preachers. It's not because we have exposure. It's because we believe in the power of the blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. The blessing is on me. It's on you. Amen. The only difference between me and Jesse and some of you, we are more aware of it than some of you are, and we depend on it more than some of you do, and we wake up every, every, every day expecting it to manifest in some way. And if you do the same thing, God will do, the, the, do with you and for you what he does for us. Amen. How many of you know 3 John verse 2? 3 John verse 2, everybody shout it out. Beloved. And who did John write that to, even though it is for us as well? But someone specifically he mentioned at the beginning of that letter. Who was it? Gaius. When's the, what other place in the Bible do you find him? Nowhere. Come on, come on. What other time did John mention him? None. One time he said to the beloved Gaius. He was a man in the church who had a generous spirit. He was a giver. When people would come through, he would house them. He would take care of them. He took care of the apostle John when he came through. And so by the Spirit of God, how many of you know all scriptures given by inspiration of God? God had John write a letter to a man that nobody else ever heard of except people right there in that region. Nobody else ever heard any more about other than right there in that region. We don't find his name anywhere else in the Bible. But God thought so highly of this individual, even though he's just a layman, not a preacher. He's just a servant, not a preacher. He's just a man in a church who has a generous spirit. He's a man with hospitality. And God pointed him out, picked him out, and made us to know that if you have a generous spirit like this man and you are given to hospitality like this man, you're a sower like this man, then beloved, I write this to you, I desire more than anything that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. Gaius was not a TV evangelist. No. He was not an apostle. He was a lay person. Like most of you sitting in here this morning. 
but he was a giver. He was generous. And there's many scriptures, particularly in the book of Proverbs, about what God promises to generous people. He says people that are generous will increase. He said it is possible that you can give everything you've got and yet become richer. He that scattereth increaseth, hallelujah. He that scattereth seed will increase, hallelujah. Can you say amen? I've told people on our staff that if you hang around long enough, what's on me will get on you. The sad thing is people don't stay where God plants them long enough. Amen. There are people right here in our church that the spirit of increase that's on me has come on them because of association. Amen. Stuart and Isabel right over here been so faithful and loyal to this church almost since its conception. And Stuart's told me many times that ever since I began uh, associating with this ministry and practicing the principles that you've taught, my income has tripled. In fact, every time we go on a motorcycle ride, when he comes back home, he says, my business increased. Sometimes he'll call and say, Brother Jerry, when are we going on another ride? I'd like some more increase. <laughs> Tony, Every time we go on a ride, am I telling the truth? Tony goes all over the world with me. And, and while we're driving from, from the hotel to the meeting, his phone's ringing, getting another job, getting another job, getting another job. Sometimes before he comes home, he's got 27 jobs waiting for him. He has a custom, custom blind business where he, build, he makes blinds in new homes. And, and the phone is just ringing all the time. And, and sometimes he says, Dad, when we're going on another trip, I could use some more business. That's increased by association. Increased by association. Amen. I had a, a pilot one time, one of the greatest pilots I've ever known. In fact, every time he calls me, he talked to me just a couple of days ago. He worked for me for a number of years and then and thought he was going to retire. And then he realized he had two or three more kids that wanted to go to college, so I had to go back to work and, and, and do that. But by this time, I already had another pilot, so I couldn't rehire him. But uh, uh, he, he told me when he came to work with me, or when I asked him to come to work for me. Now, he'd been working for a secular corporation, Raytheon, and his job was to fly brand-new Hawker airplanes to different corporations that were buying them and then teach their pilots how to become corporate pilots. And he was making big money. I'm talking big money. And, and when I got my first jet, I wanted somebody, you know, that I could trust because I'm going to have myself, my family in this thing, and I want somebody I can trust up there. You know, somebody knows what they're doing. You get a lot of people that want to fly for you, you know, a lot of people would like to fly for a ministry, but not everybody's qualified. Right. Not everybody's type-rated in certain aircraft. And, and, and I want to make sure the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, yes, that airplane, as far as I'm concerned, is my anointing protector. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. And so I knew about this man, and Brother Copeland knew about the man. In fact, the man even helped type-rate Brother Copeland in a particular airplane he owned one time. And... Uh, so I knew he knew his business. Now, boy, hiring a guy like this, the kind of money he made. And so uh, I didn't even know whether to even talk to him or not. Finally, Brother Copeland said, uh, Jerry, I know who's supposed to be flying your plane. I said, you do? He said, yep, Sam Douglas. I said, I've had Sam in my heart. I hadn't seen him in years. And I said, but his name keeps coming up. He said, God told me Sam's the man to fly your plane. I said, well, I need to get a hold of him. And so Brother Copeland left to go up to Wichita to do some flight safety, to do some training. And while he was there, Sam Douglas come walking in a hotel one night. And when Brother Copeland saw him, he walked up to him and said, Sam, God wants you flying for Jerry Savelle. 
Sam said, I can't fly for Jerry Seville or any other preacher. They can't afford me. He said, God wants you flying for Jerry Seville. He said, I'm not flying for Jerry Seville or any other preacher. They can't afford what I'm used to making. He said, you obey, disobey God or you're going to obey him? He said, I'm not flying for no preacher. And he left it at that. And so uh, when Brother Copeland got back a few weeks later, we having our believers convention in Fort Worth. And uh, Sam showed up, said, I need to talk to you. So we sat down and had a good talk. He said, I don't even know why I'm coming to talk to you because I know you can't afford me. I'm used to making big money. I said, I know that. And I said, but let me tell you something, Sam. I promise you I'm not going to go cheap with you. I'm going to pay you a good salary. But I'm telling you this. If you will listen to what I preach and you serve this ministry wholeheartedly, I promise you somehow, some way, God will cause you to prosper beyond what you've been making over there. That's right. Whether it comes through this salary that I give you or not, God will increase you. That's right. Amen. He said, well, I just don't know how I can do that. I said, well, go home and pray about it. He went home, and his wife, when, she, when he came home, she said, when are you going to work for Jerry Seville? She, he said, I can't go to work for Jerry Seville. She said, you going to miss God? She said, you too, you've been talking to Kenneth Copeland? She said, no, I just know I've heard from God, and he wants you there. So finally, Sam said, I'm coming to work for you. And I paid him a good salary, but it wasn't used to what he was making, but it was larger than any pilot I'd ever paid before, much larger, good salary. And uh, so he took off with me on the meetings. So a year later, I didn't realize it had been a year, now, he's flying me everywhere I go, and he's in every service, sitting in every service, listening to what I preach and learning how to put it to work in his own life. Come on. He saw it working for me. And so one year later, and I didn't realize it was a year later, but Sam calls me. He said, you know what today is? I said, no. He said, today is one year since I came to work for you. I said, is that right? He said, today marks one year. He said, I need to tell you a story. He said, if you had done a background check on me before you hired me, you might not have hired me. I said, why? He said, you don't know how deep and dead I was. He said, I owed American Express alone over $100,000. I said, where'd you get a card where you can put $100,000 on it? <laughs> he said, I have an American Express account, and I owe them right now over $100,000. I owed them, when the day I went to work for you, over $100,000 just on that one credit card. He said, even though I was making big bucks, it was, it was going out of my hand as quick as it came in my hand. He said, I, I was about to lose my house. My old car was shot, and I couldn't afford to do anything about it. And even though I'm making all this big money, I have nothing to show for it. And it's going out quicker than I can bring it in. He said, but I got a hold of what you preached, and I put it to work. And I just want you to know that one year later, my house is paid for. I don't have any debts whatsoever. And praise God, I just bought a brand new car and paid cash. Hallelujah. That's increased by association. Amen. Increased by association. Can you say amen? It's the blessing of God. And as I said earlier, one of the characteristics of the blessing of God is increase. If the blessing of God on your life is on your life and you're not experiencing increase, that is a violation of your covenant. Because it is actually a covenant of increase. God said to Abraham, I will bless you. I will bless you. That means I confer on you uh, uh, the, the ability to prosper, the ability to increase, the ability to multiply, the ability to excel, the ability to overcome, to rule, to reign. Hallelujah. That's what the blessing is. It's not something to just put on a greeting card, God bless you. It is an empowerment. And it's on you right now. 
And along with that empowerment is the ability to increase in every area of your life. Amen. You need to start placing a demand upon it more. I wrote a book a couple of years ago, Every Day a Blessing Day. Every day a blessing day. I get up every morning expecting the blessing to show up and to manifest in some way, praise God. And God never disappoints me. It does somehow, some way. Sometimes in little things. Sometimes in bigger things. And sometimes in things that are just above and beyond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The blessing. Increase. Think of it that way. Blessing, increase. Blessing, increase. Every time you see the word blessing in the Bible, think increase. And then think, and it's on me. Come on, put your hands up here on your chest like this and say, thank God. I'm a believer. I'm born of God. I'm a child of God. And the blessing of God is on me. Every day of my life. And because it is, I cannot help but increase. Increase is on me. Increase hunts me down. Increase overtakes me. And everybody that comes in my sphere of influence, what's on me comes on them. I'm blessed. I'm a blessing. And give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, (laughs) now why let's get away from the greed and start getting to the growth because this ain't greed message this is a growth message why write this down faith insists on possessing possessions it will not allow something that belongs to you to stay in someone else's hands do you understand what I'm saying? It insists. You see that watch, whatever you got on your... It, faith insists that you get it. It's not greed. It's not all this junk that the church talks about. It's God saying, everything on this planet belongs to you spiritually, physically, financially. Everything. It's your faith pushing you. And a lot of people say it's greed. No, it's your faith saying, if it's a motorcycle, why, why do I want that motorcycle? And notice it, it it'll push you on something you can't afford. Because you're not supposed to afford it. Because you don't pay for it. God pays for it through your faith. And through increase that keeps coming back at you. Keeps coming back at you. People ask me all the time, why are you blessed? Why? It ain't my fault. It's he that gave me power. You want the source of success? Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Instead of saying, how do you like this? this You ought to say, look what God has given me. I got people all the time trying to eat my lunch about something if you're on television, about a house, about a jet or whatever. One man told me, I don't like your house. I said, no, you love my house. You don't like your house. That's why you're looking at mine. Because if I gave you mine, you'd shout. She insisted. I heard Kathy tell people, I've heard her say it many times, Jesse could live in a treehouse. I could care less. I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. I was raised poor. I know what poor is. I've been rich. I know what rich is. I know what's in between too. That has not, That don't make you happy. What makes you happy is God Almighty. See, so it insisted on possessing that possession. Let me give you an example real quickly. I, 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 we go to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. Well, not more than Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, he owns Hilton Wine Village. I believe that. He sure had put enough money in that hotel over the years. Why is that? But I've I probably been there 60, 65 times, always preaching. And I, 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 I went to get, uh, this is before I had my own plane. I went and get a, a rental car and I came back and, uh, to help Kathy with the bags. And here come some people. They said, hello, we work for AT&T. I said, well, great. And AT&T has sent us on a vacation here for four days here in Hawaii. And I looked at that and I thought, wow. And it was most of their executives. Now, this is years ago. And it, it bothered me. I mean, I'm glad for them. I said, Lord, if the heathen world can send their employees to Hawaii, how come the Christian world can't do that? Criticism. Unbelief. They ain't got enough faith to believe that. 
And the Lord said, you'd like to send your staff over? I said, my staff? You mean my uh, exec? No, the whole staff. At that time, how many we had? Kathy, nine or ten. This is years the first time. Nine or ten. I said, yeah. So we brought, I said, we stood out. I said, I'm paying for everything. Y'all all going to Hawaii. Now, then we could shut the ministry down. Because, you know, you go a week and you get maybe four phone calls. <laughs> that ain't today. That's about every second now. You know what I'm just saying? So, and we brought them on. It was a blessing. And I thought, my God. I began to increase and increase. And the Lord said, do it again. Now, I'm not talking about the executive. I'm talking about the whole staff. And the last time we brought them was 173. And I put them in the same hotels that I put myself in. I said, you got nothing to pay. Only thing you do is bring money for your, uh, what do you call it, uh, souvenirs. Am I right? Uh, uh, Brought you or work for my marriage. And now you should have seen them. They enjoyed themselves. And my God, I didn't even ask. Listen, the increase also will bring you good deals. I didn't ask Continental Airlines uh, to give me a cut on the, uh, on the, what do you call it, the, 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 you know, the tickets. They said, you're bringing the whole company? And, and Suzanne, she said, yeah, that's her ball. The whole company? Yeah, how many? 173. Oh, well, then you're going to need most of the plane. <laughs> and Suzanne said, yes, we'd like to know what it would cost, you know. So she, she ain't asking for nothing. They said, well, we've never had anybody bring the whole company before. Now, God's getting glory. And Suzanne said, you don't know my boss. My boss loved the Lord, and the Lord loved him. <laughs> he said, well, let's see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. So I'm thinking the cheapest flight you could get back in those days was like around trip $1,150, $1,200. That was cheap. They flew all of them for 400 bucks round trip per person. We called the Hilton Hawaiian Village there. We said, they said, you mean the whole company? Yeah, and we want them, we want them. And what I, well, well, let's see what we can do. Now, you know, about the cheapest room, you could get, what, about, I don't know, $200, $250, $300, something like that. They said, well, would, uh, would $86 a night be fine? <laughs> Increase. They still talk about that. That man brought his whole company to the Hilton Hawaiian yeah. We had a wonderful time. See, it's giving God glory. Because see, if increase don't give God glory, know somebody when Jerry, Jerry don't just talk about motorcycles because they like them. He gives God glory for it. See, God has get, got to get the glory, you understand? But you got to start believing where you can't do this. Then God and only God gets the glory. In other words, I don't care how good you are, how talented you are, who you know, what you know, how you know it. All of a sudden, if God don't show up, it don't happen. Well, I brought the whole staff, but I, I, and 173 people, but I couldn't shut the ministry down then. So I said, I'm going to bring 50% of you for a whole week. This is not your vacation. Am I right, Mary? Right. I said, this is not your vacations. No, no, I said, you do your own vacation. And I said, I'm paying you. You're still getting, and I'm paying you. To, so not only did you get their vacation, they got their salary, but, and the week off, and everything. And then you take your vacation when you want, and all that kind of stuff. This was supposed to be a blessing. Now watch this. It, it was God. I was wanting to give. I said, God, I give you glory. He said, let's do something unbelievable and impossible. I said, let's do it. That's exactly what he said. See, my faith insisted. It was pushing me. And I thought, man, when they, you know, I don't want to get over. Pushing me to do that. And then I flew him 50% of my staff home. Watch this, man. And I let them spend two or three days together. I, said, I told them one that's standing there, y'all got to keep this thing going. Oh, we'll keep it going, boss. We'll keep it going. And then the other half came. Then I found out that 50% of my staff can do 100% of the work. <laughs> I was born at night, but not last night. I'm a businessman. Now, they were working night and night. They were going at it. I'm not going to force them to do that. And I told them, I said, I'm going to give you all, what are they calling them, luau's. I said, now, I said, listen, I said, this bus driver, we got a blessing. So the first bus driver's tip, if he got 20 bucks, it's a lot. First one was $400 tip. The guy liked the fella. He said, you going to be here next week? I said, yeah. He said, ask for me. I said, we will. I never told. I said, I said, you can give 50 cents or a dollar if you want. We want to bless the bus driver. 400. Actually, 400. Exactly. Flew them all back. Here come the other half. I never said how much they gave the bus driver. Came down by that big luau stuff like all that kind of stuff. I said, listen, this bus driver, he's just going. I said, uh, we want to give, a, uh, give him a nice tip. So 50 cents or a dollar, whatever. You don't think my staff works in one mine and one accord? Did he tell you nothing? You know what his tip was? $401. <laughs> I 
That boy made $801 just with us. He said, here's my phone number, my personal phone. Anytime. <laughs> but I, faith was insisting to be a blessing to that man. When the show off, I could show off more with that money in my pocket. So flying home, Lord, and I mean, I, I mean, I could, I could be a guide. We're walking, we're walking. I mean, I've been a whole, and the Lord said, Jesse, I'm going to bless you for doing that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, when the ministry did that. Mwah. I got home on Sunday, and the Lord said, I'm going to bless you by Monday by 5 o'clock. I said, no, no, you don't need to do that. Just, I said, it's great. I, this is wonderful. I just saw, I'm tears. I thank you for letting me do that. What a blessing of God. You know, and ladies and gentlemen, by Monday at 5 o'clock, I had all the money back plus. In less than 24 hours after I got back to the continental United States. God was so good to us. He was such a blessing. Now we believe it was something crazy. Oh, you, cannot, should, you think I should tell him? <laughs> I told him, I said, if y'all believe God with me, I'll take $2 million and I'll spread it out amongst the staff. You ought to see him. Everywhere, every department I go, oh. <laughs> you go to Roy's desk, oh, he got it wrote on, got it on the wall. Oh, Jesus. Roy loves it when somebody leaves. He says, I get a little more money. <laughs> the other day, somebody retired and did something. He goes, oh, he figured it out. Jesus, man. I just made four more thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Impossible. But doable. And you know why? They're givers. We're not just being greedy. We don't believe in that junk. It's increased by association. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. See, every time I get to a plateau, I said, I got to go higher. I do it every year in my giving. I do it every year in my spirituality. And my faith keeps pushing me. And you know, I, it, look at me. God is my witness. I'll sit behind this Holy Ghost, Harley Davidson pulpit, or whatever you call it. I am so satisfied. You're looking at a man totally satisfied, completely in everything in my life. But God has said, come on, come on. And he gives me more and more. You know why it doesn't turn my head? Why? It, it doesn't turn my mind. See, I finally lost my mind. It's the best thing I've ever done. I lost my mind. Now I can understand the mind of Christ. You know, do y'all remember that time Brother Copeland called me up and he was going to prophesy to him and I'm listening. He goes, slap me in the head. Quit thinking. I'm a thinker. Because I'm thinking, well, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do this. I'll say this and I'll tag Jerry. Remember that the voice of God should be heard more outside the church. Not inside. Because outside is the wealth of the wicked. It needs to come inside. Remember what I just said. Be very sensitive to the voice of God as you walk outside, whatever you do. And God will lead you to places you never thought. And if you miss God, you can miss great blessings. One of them was I had, I, I don't even drink coffee. I love the way it smells. I hate the way it tastes. Jerry been trying to get me to drink coffee since I first met. Oh, Jesse, you're going to like this. I'm like, no, no. And he'll buy some really expensive coffee. You'll be like, oh, 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 I can't, I can't do that. I just don't like it. And I went to a car. Guys, come to the coffee shop. I said, man, I don't drink coffee. But I went there. A friend of mine said, listen, I want to buy some property. I said, buy property? What do you want to buy? He said, and he, I, I knew the property he was talking about. He said, I can get it for $3,000. You want to go in with me? I had $1,000 in my pocket. His, uh, his partner was named George. He had a thousand, we each had $1,000 in our pocket. I said, Leonard, do you know anything about this property? No, no, I don't know nothing about either. He said, I just thought I'd buy it. I said, it's a piece of junk. It's nothing, Leonard. It, it, it used to be a dump. He said, yeah, I just feel it. He said, we can get it for $3,000. He said, you got $1,000? I said, yeah, I got an orbit. I said, George, are you going to do this? Yeah, this junk. When, what, can, Leonard said, well, I'm going to just buy it. I said, okay. We didn't buy it. Six months later, the state of Louisiana came in and built overpasses and had to buy that property. Leonard made $3 million. I would have made a million dollars on a thousand. That's a thousand times on a thousand dollar investment. 
And Leonard would call me and he'd go, all I hear was this. <laughs> you see, a million dollars on a thousand dollar investment, that's good, buddy. And that's when the Lord said, hear my voice outside the church. And I'll bring the wealth of the sinner into the church and into you. Not only will I bless the church, I'll bless each and every one of them. So now I listen. And when someone's talking to me, they don't know I'm inside going, what God? Where? Holy Jesse. Don't say, and don't let nobody know what you're thinking. <laughs> we'll discuss it later. When I go out and run like a gazelle, Jesus, let's go do this thing. You know? But you see, you never let them know what you're thinking. Yeah. And God said, I'll put increase in your hands beyond your wildest dreams. Now, I'm teaching that to my granddaughter, and I've taught that to my daughter. And I said, listen, I want to be alive. If Jesus tarries, I want to give you your inheritance while I'm alive. I want to see you blessed. And Meredith said, like me, the other day, man, we give her so much. She says, I'm saving it. We give some to Jody, hit the mall. Jody going to the mall. <laughs> That's just such a blessing. But she said, but, she, but Meredith goes, believe how I'll save it, so and, and I'll get some more later on. I thought, hmm. Now she's going around my house looking at the curtains. She's eight years old. These are, what? I said, those are plantation curtains. Ooh. I said, you, you like this house? Why well, high, high independent she is. I said, I'll give it to you, Meredith. It's beautiful to her. She says, I'll build my own house. Okay. She said, but I will do tours here with a black dress on and my mama can cook. Creflo <laughs> <laughs> Dollar told me, he said, Jesse, you can make so much money. They bust a stopping at my house all the time because they want to go in it, you know, because there's a big plantation home. And Creflo said, man, charge them $10 a head. You make a fortune. <laughs> no, this is my private home. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Carolyn gave me one of the best compliments I've ever seen in my life. She, it was real early in the morning. That was Carolyn. I said, you, you want anything? This is such a beautiful home. You mind if I just look at the little thing? I said, no, look at it, do whatever you want. It, it, it's just such a blessing. It's not to show off, because they got a beautiful home. Lord Jesus, man. I mean, I was in it a couple of nights here. It's a blessing of God. My point is, is, that, is that increase is coming. But remember this. When somebody says, no, that's that greedy man. No, no. That's faith insisting on possessing possessions. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Genesis 26. In the midst of a famine. Made absolutely no difference whatsoever to the man in whom the blessing of God was upon. Isaac. In a famine. But the Lord said, you go where I tell you to go. And don't run from this. Don't go to Egypt. You sojourn in this land. And I will bless you. Right in the middle of a famine. Everybody else, their crops are dying out. They're not growing any crops. Their cattle are dying. There's a famine. But the man in whom the blessing of God was upon, and he was obedient to God. And here's a point I want to make. Being in the right place at the right time has everything to do with it as well. Come on. That's good. If you're living in Dallas and you're supposed to be in Minden, Louisiana, you better get there as quick as you can. Amen. Brother Copeland prophesied a number of years ago, way back, over 25 years ago, there will come a time where people will move and relocate based on what the Spirit of God says and not what it looks like is a better job. Or a better opportunity. But they'll start being obedient to God and go where He tells them to go and where He plants them, that's where the blessing will operate for them. 
The reason so many Christians are not blessed today, there's too many church hoppers. They're not staying where God plants them. I'm amazed every time I come into this church. <laughs> and I think, who are all those people? And then I started looking for that faithful bunch. Man, praise God, that just thrills my heart when I see that faithful bunch. Boy, I'm looking for George and Tilly. Oh, yeah, George and Tilly are there, praise God. You know, and that faithful bunch, I know. George, has there been any increase coming to your life since you got affiliated here? You can testify to that? Praise God. And how long have you been here now? Since it started, what's that, 13, 14 years ago? 15 years ago? 16 years ago? Hallelujah. <laughs> it pays to be where God plants you. Amen. So the spirit of increase can come on you. Amen. And no matter what's going on, in that area, if you're where God wants you to be, he's going to cause you to rise above it. He's going to cause you to excel. If Isaac had gone on to Egypt, we wouldn't be reading these words, and the man waxed greatly, and the man became extremely rich. We wouldn't be reading those words about Isaac, even though he was the seed of Abraham. Why, well, even though the blessing was on him, you got to be in the right place. Amen. you got to be in the right place. Amen. And that's why it's so important to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? amen? And while in the right place, even though there was a famine there, you know, for a lot of people, if, if God told them to go somewhere and they got there and there was a famine, it would look like to them, I've missed God. Amen. I must have missed God. There's a famine here. But Isaac was in the right place. This is where God told him to be. And God said, I'll be with you and I will bless you in spite of what's happening around you. Amen. You know, before I moved to Fort Worth, <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I, I'd surrender my life to, to preach and, and uh, to, to serve the Lord. And, and, you know, nobody knows who I am. I mean, you know, I'm sitting in that bedroom in our home studying the Word of God eight hours a day for three months. And, you know, people at home, they still see me as Jerry the Paint Body Man. They don't see me as Jerry the Preacher Man. Hadn't even preached a sermon yet. And, you know, I just obeyed God, uh, studied the Word no less than eight hours a day for three months in my guest bedroom after I shut my business down. And at the end of three months, I come out of there with a fire of God in my eyes, the Word of God in my heart, the power of God in my hands, and not a place to go. Nobody's inviting me to come anywhere. Nobody seems to be interested in anything I have to say. You know? So I hit the streets in my city. I didn't start my ministry in a church. I started in the streets of Shreveport, Louisiana, preaching to drug addicts, alcoholics, and prostitutes. And God blessed me. And God blessed me. Brother Copeland came back and preached another series of meetings. And during that meeting, he called me out, prophesied over me, and said God showed him he and I would be a team and we'd spend the rest of our lives together preaching the Word of God all over the world. And then he said, it'd be your responsibility to believe God for the perfect timing of the team. And then he left town. It's my responsibility to believe God for the perfect timing of the team. And, and I don't know when this is going to happen. So I can't just wait around I hit the streets, and I started having such success in the streets that that began to open the doors to other opportunities to preach and youth meetings and youth revivals and, and so forth. And then I went to Oklahoma City by invitation of a pastor, had a, a magnificent uh, youth uh, revival in that city, getting the kids out on the streets and ministering and winning the lost. And I'm telling you, we were having phenomenal success to such a point that the pastor said, I want you to pray about coming here and becoming the youth minister in our church. We want this, this spirit in our church among our youth. We want 85 people to the Lord in less than three days just off the streets and brought them into the youth department there. Man, we have a revival. And he wants me to come and be the youth minister. Well, it looked like a good opportunity. 
He's going to pay me a salary. You know, I had no guaranteed money in the natural since I'd shut the paint body shop down. And I don't know if any of you have ever started a ministry in the streets. The offerings are terrible. <laughs> them drunks, them prostitutes, them hippies, they didn't have any money. You don't just stand on the corner and, and say, okay, I'm finished preaching, let's receive an offering. You just, you just obeyed God, just ministered to them. And God supernaturally took care of me, you know, enabled us to keep food on the table and, and all that, but we certainly weren't uh, guaranteed any form of income. And now a pastor's wanting me to come, said I'll pay you X amount of dollars. We have an apartment here at the church that you and your family can live in. Sound like a good deal. At least I'd be in the ministry, you know, full-time, drawing a salary. Looked like a good deal. And I'm driving back from Oklahoma City and praying about it. And, and the Lord kept saying, what about the team? What about the team? What about the team? What about the team? I said, yeah, Lord, what about the team? What about the team? <laughs> when, when's this team thing going to start? I didn't have any idea. But I've got an opportunity here. And then I'm trying to rationalize it. Lord, this would be a great opportunity for more preparation for ministry so that when the team begins. See, I'm trying to talk God into this. And he's having no part of it. Amen. Why? Because I wouldn't have been in the right place. Even though it looked like a good opportunity. The Bible says there is a way that seems right. And that's the way that most Christians go, the way that seems right. But if there is a way that seems right, there's got to be a way that is right. And even though that did seem right, it wasn't right. And I got back home, and shortly after that, Brother Copeland said, meet me in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. We drove down to Jacksonville Beach, Florida. I hit the, street, I hit the streets and hit the beach down there, winning souls while Brother Copeland's preaching three services a day for the next three days. In between services, I'm out in the streets. I'm winning people to the Lord uh, out there on the beach. One 150 people by myself to the Lord in those three days we were down there. Brother Copeland said, you've been praying about when the team will begin. I said, yes, sir. He said, well, what are, you, what are you hearing from God? I said, I'm ready. He said, when can I expect you in Fort Worth? I said, next week. And we moved here. When I walked through the door of Kenneth Copeland Evangelistic Association, which was an office what much bigger than this platform, and his opening remarks to me were this. In the natural... I can't afford you. If you ever get paid, it'll be because you use your faith. I said, greetings to you too, sir. <laughs> I thought, well, I've been using my faith before I got here, so we got this, we got this down. That's right. That's right. And he said, just so you'll have a point of contact for your faith. He said, and I'm stretching my faith to do this. I'm going to pay you $80 a week. I had made $80 a week since I was in high school. But that's all his ministry could stretch and believe for at that time. I got to understand Brother Copeland had been in ministry two years when I came to him. They didn't know. A handful of people knew who Kenneth Copeland was. When I came here and we'd go do meeting, 75 people in an evening service? Look out, Oral Roberts. <laughs> this thing getting big, you know. Three services a day, and in the day services, 20 people, you know. I'll never forget the first time we did a meeting, there was over 500 people in it. I thought, dear God, 500 people, you know. He said, I'll pay you $80 a week to start. You're going to have to believe God for that. I said, all right. But I knew I was in the right place. Come on. And, the, and back in those days, when Brother Copeland did a meeting, it was not for a night, three nights. It was three weeks. And when I got my family settled in, in a little dump of a house here, with no refrigerator, no stove, nothing, and $3 left to my name after I got the utilities turned on, and gave Carolyn that $3, and said, sweetheart, I am sorry. I feel like a dog leaving you and the kids for three weeks, and all I got to give you is $3. 
And Carolyn said, you go do what God told you to do because we're in the right place. This is where God wants us. Come on. And God blessed her while I was gone. He blessed me while I was gone because we were in the right place, even though it looked like we were in the middle of a famine. We were in the right place, and God kept bringing increase and increase. And the story of Jerry Savelle is just like the story of Isaac. I have waxed strong. Hallelujah. Come on. I have waxed strong. Praise God. Amen. You know what wax strong means? Increase greatly. Increase greatly. Look at somebody and smile real big and say, I'm waxing strong. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. The blessing of God is on your life. And with it is the spirit of increase. Now do some homework. Make sure you're where God wants you to be. And that, that means that can cover a lot of territory. Make sure you're in the right state. Make sure you're in the right city. Make sure you're in the right neighborhood. Make sure you're in the right job. And by all means, make sure you're in the right church. And make sure you are hanging around the right people. Amen. Because if you're where God has sent you, it makes no difference what the circumstances are when you get there. If you're obedient to God, the blessing of God and the spirit of increase will cause you to excel and rise above and they'll begin to look at you like the Philistines looked at Isaac and they will envy you because they will see what your God is capable of doing. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Got any more? You got any more? All right, come on, let's give God some praise. Stand to your feet. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say the blessing of God is on my life. The spirit of increase is on my life. And I'm leaving here today. And on my way to experience more and more. That's the God I serve. serve. He will increase me more and more. more. So more and more, more more. here I am. am. Come on me. Give the Lord a shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And the last point I want to make in all of this is remember the Lord thy God. For it is He that has given you the power to increase. Never forget where it came from. And don't let increase have you. You have increase. How can I tell if increase has me when you can't share it with somebody else? Amen. You were put on this planet to be blessed. You were put on this planet to be a blessing. And as long as you continue to give God all the glory and the praise for every increase you experience and have the attitude, Lord, show me how I can be a blessing today. Make me a distribution center. I want to be a clearing house. Then the cycle of increase will never end. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God.